I wanted to um, just deal with nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Is that right? Yes. Nothing. Uh, miracles happen not because of some miraculous power um, of an individual but because God does it and um, God is God and if you're one of these people that's come and you're here for the first time uh, well we're Bible believing church and um, that's it uh, I was talking with a, um, a group of leaders, church leaders over in the States uh, I've just come back and um, said to them one of the things that's happened in Christendom is they've worked out methodology they've got, all got methods of how to bring God but the reality of it is that it's God's word that does things, nothing else nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God, but you need to know what you're trusting in, don't you? Well, I'll go home. You need to know what you're trusting in. Are you sure? And really, it's simple. Uh, everyone makes everything so complicated. Do you know, I can never understand it. You, you need a PhD in some churches to be a Christian. Everything's simple. Very, very simple. And that's why God brought you here, because you're simple enough to be able to understand it, see? And, you know, intelligent people miss it. But, you know, you qualify if you're as daft as a toothbrush. Now, God gave you an intellect. He expects you to use it. All right? Now, we're, we're, we're dealing... You want God to be real in your life, don't you? Studying the Bible isn't going to help you. If you just do that alone. And a lot of people, that's what they've done. And they've not understood that God wants more than that. You see, God is interested, and I want you to get hold of this, God is interested in reproducing himself in you. God is interested in reproducing his life in you. What he's not interested in is you being a theologian. What he's not interested in is you being a believer who says you're a Christian on Sunday and goes and lives like a devil when you walk through the door on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, comes back next Sunday and becomes religious again. God isn't interested. He wants to re reproduce his life in you. Each one of you. Turn the person next to you and say, that means you. That means someone else. God wants to reproduce his life in you. That's simple, isn't it? And there's three ways can be done and um, you've got to feed on the word you've got to practice the word and then you've got to live the word it's no good 
if you just feed on the Word, but it doesn't change your life. You've got to practice what it says and then you've got to live it every moment of every day. God's not interested in people who feel, well, it's all right, you know, I believe this, I believe that, I know what I believe, and it doesn't affect your life. Forget it. You're not a Christian, you're a humbug. Just a sham. I remember years ago I was teaching in a, a school and I said how God wanted to live in people. A little 11-year-old boy stood up and he said, that's not true, sir. And I said, what makes you say that? His name was James. And he said, because, he said, if God really lived in people who went to church, they couldn't behave the way they do. That was an 11-year-old kid. I said, you're quite right. You find, you find a lot of people in church that, you know, they're nice here. You know, they were spitting blood when they drove to church. They were having an argument with husband, wife. Kids weren't behaving, so they got a bit upset. You know, that's why it's good. I, don't, I never argue with my wife because we don't drive. We walk over the field, see? So I'm okay. Uh, they drive along and they get worked up. You, you know what I mean, don't you? Huh? And then they come in. Oh, God bless you. Praise the Lord. Uh, horrible. Uh, and you realize it, it don't work. He builds that word in us when we live it. If you don't live it, he doesn't build anything in you. Uh, and it's so important to understand what God's about. And so we're going to go to the book. In Ephesians chapter 5, go with me to Ephesians. chapter 5 and verse 1 be you therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savour be you followers of God now the word in the Greek actually is imitators of God you've got to be godlike. that's what you've got to be See, God wants you. When people meet you, they need to meet the living God in you. Not that you've become God. No, 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 no. That's blasphemy. But God's got to be living in you in such a way that your life portrays his life. Ephesians 5 verse 1. It's so important to understand because I find a lot of people, they become Christians, they get born again, and, and there's a problem. And, and the problem is, they've got a recreated spirit. But they haven't realized that with your recreated spirit and the quickening in your mortal body, it doesn't deal with your mind. 
you've still got your old mind. And your mind is a place where the strongholds of Satan are. You'll find that in Corinthians. Talks about, you know, the strongholds of the Satan in the mind, in your reasonings, in your imaginations. That's where your problem is. And a lot of people get born again, great joy. And then their mind takes control because they live by their senses, which is nonsense. You know, they're hearing, they're seeing, they're smelling. They, they live in a world just by their senses and they forget. And that's what feeds your mind. And they forget that our God is spirit. And so you'll find over in um, Romans chapter 12. Go there, Romans chapter 12. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, in verse 1, that you present what? Your bodies. What for? A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now look, if you're going to live the life of Christ on earth, there's one thing you've got to give over, you've got to give your body over. Because it's your body that's in contact with life, isn't it? You're not a disembodied spirit, are you? You've got to present your body as a living sacrifice to God. In other words, I'm not entitled to live my way, I've got to go God's way. I've got to present my body as a living sacrifice. I've got to make choices in life, haven't I? Hmm? Present your body. And then he goes on, he said, well that, that's, that's just reasonable. A rational person understands if Jesus Christ gave his life for you, he bled and died for you, he rose again on the third day from the dead to deal with your sin, then the reasonable thing is you give yourself to him. He gave his body. You give your body. God wants you. He's not interested in your spiritual prayers in your little closet. God wants you to live 24 hours a day, seven days a week for him. Hello? How long? 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Present your body. Is that plain? Now it's nothing to do with some mystical experience. Now a lot of people say, well I'm born again, you know I've been born of the Spirit. Fine! But you, first of all, you've got to present your body. But once you've presented your body, there's something in your body that needs dealing with, and it's called your mind. And it goes on in verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is 
that good, acceptable and perfect will of God. Be not conformed to this world. See, you present your body, but the trouble is you've still got your attitudes that you had in your old life. You got born again, but you forget that you've inherited your culture, you've inherited all the wrong things that this stinking world gives. Your attitudes. And a lot of people, what they have is a real attitude problem. They badmouth everything. They're bitter, they're twisted. And when they evaluate things, it's always according to how they've been brought up. But you see, when you're born to the kingdom of God, what you have to do, you need re-educating in your mind. The strongholds of Satan are in your mind, and he's telling you one thing, and God's saying something else. And it's your mind that needs dealing with. And most people never get their mind dealt with, and they get themselves in bother because they're still using their five senses as the method of judging everything instead of God's Word. They're still going along, and they're working out what society says, what they feel, what people feel. I don't care what anyone feels. What God says is good enough for me. I don't care what so-called professors say, I care what God says. I don't care how the world works. I'm not of the world. I'm in the world, but I'm not of it. I'm not interested in what they think. I'm interested in telling people what God thinks. And if you're going to live as a Christian, you present your body, and then you don't become conformed to this world, your whole life is transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's a spirit that works in your mind to say, hey, this isn't the right way, God's way is the right way. Amen? It's your mind. So many Christians start with great joy on a Christian walk, and then they go back and they live according to God's, to the world's way instead of God's way. Don't be conformed to this world. I'm sorry I don't fit in this world, nor should you. And if you fit in this world, it's because you don't fit in the kingdom of God. You're a stranger and a pilgrim. We have God's values. See, God wants to reproduce his life in you. But if you're conformed to the world and you're a friend of the world, you're an enemy of God. So the way to become an enemy of God is to be friendly with the world. I'm not friendly with the world. There's nothing in the world I want. Thank you very much. Why? Because I got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. And my values are God's values. And that's the end of it. What the world says doesn't matter to me. It's not worth a tin whistle. What God says is the only thing that's important. All right? Are you with me so far? Yes. I, I want to make it simple for you, see? So you can't miss it. And if you're one of these people you want some great spiritual treatise, I, I don't have them. Not interested. Got to, got to get it simple. Huh?
You've got to renew your mind. It's in, the, it's in your mind. That's where it is. And if you get your mind sorted out with the Word of God. See, how you live is according to the Word of God. Forget your ideas of what's right and wrong. That don't matter. It's what God says that matters. It's what the Bible teaches that matters. You know, in, in life, it's the principles of God, it's the spiritual principles that matter, not what the world says, not what the world thinks. The world's got all sorts of stupid ideas, but God says things, and what he says is the only thing of value when you're living. When you come across a situation, what you need to find is, what is that good acceptable and perfect will of God. In other words, if I'm going to have God's life reproduced in me, I've got to live God's way. Alright? I'm all the time thinking, that's what I want to prove, what's, what God wants. I'm not interested in what man wants, I want to know what God wants. Man will let you down. Don't ever trust in man, you're a fool if you do. Bible warns against it, trust in God. Trust in man, you'll find man, the human heart's deceitfully wicked above everything. For man don't live this way, watch out. You've got to get rid of the idea of the senses and you've got a threefold lordship in your life. And the threefold lordship is the lordship of the word. You've got to have the word as your governing factor. What does the Bible teach? That, that's, that's your governing factor. In every situation, it's not what, what your ethics is biblical ethics. What it isn't is world ethics. Humanism is deadly. Foul thing. It's what God says. And you've got to have the lordship of the world, you, word, you've got to have the lordship of Jesus Christ in your life. And then the, the third lordship you need in your life is the lordship of love. That's God love for your fellow man. If you don't have those three things in your life, the life of God will never be reproduced in you. Lordship of the Word. That means I judge everything according to the Word of God. That is my standard. In my home, that's my standard. In my business, that's my standard. In my life, that's my standard. Not any, any other way. God's Word. Then the Lordship of Jesus Christ. He's my Lord and my King. And then the Lordship of Love. Jesus said, look, there's one commandment. Got to love. Love God, love one another. And if you don't live by love, forget it. And love has some attributes to it. The love of God. You love your fellow man. You don't love sin and you don't love the sinner. You love your brother and you love the brethren. And you're prepared to lay down your life as Jesus laid down his life for you 
So you ought to lay down your life for one another. And if you can't lay your life on the altar for each other, you're not a Christian, you're a humbug. That's it. It's what the Bible teaches. It's very practical. We walk in the light as Jesus is in the light. If we do that, we have fellowship one with another. One thing I, I object to, listen here, if you can't look a man straight in the eye and be straight with him, you're living in darkness and there's evil in you. Walk in the light as he is in the light. Uh, well, people only love darkness when they're evil and their deeds are evil. People want to hide things. I tell people, they come to me and say, oh, I want to tell you something in confidence. They say, don't tell me. I don't want to know. I don't want people to come and tell me things that if I need to act on them, I can't act on them. Now, if it's in their personal life, that's a different matter. It's no one else's business. But I'm talking about, I don't like gossip. You find people, they get together and they get themselves in a mess. Watch out for the whisperer. Watch out for that. You see, Christians don't live like that, we live like God. Jesus said, I never did anything in a corner and I never did anything in secret. He said, everything I did, I spoke openly. If you can't speak openly, there's something wrong. That's the way it is. That's how you know whether you're living right or living wrong, don't you? Do you know one day everything's going to be shouted from the rooftop so you better get used to it now. Nothing hidden that's not going to be revealed. Start living like a Christian. Should be open in the light. If you can't walk that way, you're a hypocrite. John's Gospel, chapter 8. John 8. It's good you got the Bible. You can never go wrong with the book. John 8. Then said Jesus unto them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me, the Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please Him. If you're going to be Christ-like and the Lordship of Christ is in your life, one thing you'll only do, and that's what pleases God the Father. If you're not doing that, don't call yourself a Christian. You're out to please God. Is that right? Hmm. Is that right? Whatever I do in life, I want to please Him. Is that right? Can you honestly look at God and say, yeah, that's, that's the way I live. I wake up in the morning, I want to please you, Lord. I want to I please you. 
Now Jesus, he said, I, I, you know, I don't do things of myself. What I see the Father do, that's what I do. What the Father's taught me, that's what I teach. Is that how you live? I mean, is it important to you what God teaches you? Is that the basis of your whole life? Your business, your home, your family, everything? The basis of it is being taught of God. If that's not right, then, then you, you know, what are you? You're, you're a humbug. You're not real. You're a sham. So you can't get round the Bible. The book's there, so you can't escape. I like the book. It makes everything so plain and easy. Colossians chapter 3. Got a few scriptures for you. Come here. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians 3, we'll read from verse 5 to 10, alright? Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, as evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which you also walked sometime when you lived in them. Hey, you, you did it when you lived in it, alright? Uh, I mean, the whole of society and the world is built on covetousness. That, that's how it is, it's idolatry. Co people, you know, they're driven by, they're, they're jealous of other people. Someone has a nice car, they're jealous. All advertising uh, of, um, in the world is based on covetousness. They try and tell you, you know, you need this, you need that. I tell you, there's some strange adverts on television. But what they're trying to do, they're trying to make you jealous. I'm never jealous of that. But envy, covetousness, idolatry. People see someone with a nice house, they get jealous. Hey, they had a nice house because they work. Why? Poverty comes through sitting on your backside and doing nothing. Get up. God wants us to have good success. You get good success by actually living according to God's principles and you get bad success the other way. God's good. All the time. Anyway, it goes on. <laughs> we haven't finished. Okay, that was, you used to be like that, but you're not covetous now. Okay, in Colossians um, 3, verse 7 says, In which time you also walked sometime when you lived in, but now you also put off all these. 
and then he lists things. You know, he said, look, you used to walk like that, you've improved a bit, but unfortunately there's some more things you need to put off. And he's talking to Christians, spiritual Christians this. And he said, look, you need to sort out anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth, lie not one to another, seeing that you put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Well how can Christians lie to one another? And he's writing to a Corinthian church he said well you put off the extremes but now you need to get clear about your behaviour. In other words, you need to sort your mind out. Anger's in the mind, isn't it? Wrath's in the mind. Isn't it? He says you've got to deal with your mind. Doesn't mean you're not a Christian. It means you've got to get the spirit of your mind renewed that you stop doing that. You've got to put them off. How can Christians lie one to another? I'll tell you how. They, they, they get secretive, they get furtive, and they get deceitful. Don't. What you are is what you are, be honest. Don't lie one to another. Seeing you put off the old man, that, that's the way old, the old man lives, but you're a new creation in Christ. You've got to be in the image of Christ. That's what he goes on to say. You've got to be godlike. And if you're a liar and people can't trust you, hey, I like people, I can trust their word. Their yes is yes and their no's no and they're open and honest. What I don't like is mealy-mouthed people who smile to your faith and face and they've got a dagger under their cloak. Soon as you turn your back, they're going to stab you. That's not what I, I hate that. Come to church, oh, oh, hello Bishop, how nice to see you. Walk out the door and then bad mouth you. When you get born again, you'll like me, until then you can't. Because it takes the love of God to love me. I don't care. People are people. I'm not trying to win your affection. I don't need it. Thank you very much. I love God. I care about him. That's it. You know, there's one thing about Peter. I... You, Peter and us, we've been around a long time. In fact, we've known each other 24 years, I think, isn't it? 24. 24 years. But Peter and I, we can sit, and, or Carolyn, Peter and I, sit with my wife. I, I tell you what, we can be straight with each other. There's no, there's no edge. Always been that way. I can, I, can, I can work with people like that, I can trust them. That, 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 
I'd rather have someone I can trust than someone with all the abilities who's going to stab me in the back. Hey, the Bible says if you're going to be a Christian, you've got to have integrity. Now if you haven't got integrity, I don't care what gift you've got, what ability you've got, it's going to destroy you. An old-fashioned word, integrity. There ain't much of it about. We've got to have integrity. You put on the new man, verse 10, which is in renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond or free, but Christ is all and in all. Hey, I love that. Racism's out of it. I hate it when I find people are racist. Hmm. There's only one race on earth, it's called the human race. If you're part of that, that's it, as far as I'm concerned. Doesn't matter where you were born. It just matters that you're human. See? But unfortunately in this world, people, they don't like people who are different. Well, Christians, they're different because they're Christ people. Christ is everything. Amen? People, colour doesn't matter, does it? Origin doesn't matter. What matters is we're, we're born of God. Christ is all in all. Not barbarian, not Scythian, not Greek, not Jew. We're one in Christ. And if you're one in Christ, you're one with your brother and sister, and, and the lordship of love should be the lordship of your life. One thing I loved about Benson Edehoser, my dear friend the Archbishop who's gone home to glory, my goodness me, I didn't realize I was traveling around the world with him and someone said to me, what are you a white man doing with a black man? I said, I didn't notice he was black. I said, he's my brother, what's wrong with you? See, but we're Christians, we're different. The world's like that, but we're not. That's what the Bible teaches. Christ is all in all. Amen? Hello? Is that right? And everywhere you go, you want to make that plain to people. Don't you ever let anyone away with that. Challenge them. Make it plain. Ah, that's wrong. Lie, verse 9, lie not one to another, seeing you put off the old man with his deeds. Look, let's have integrity with one another. I say to people when they come to see me, tell me the truth. Trouble is people will tell you it the way they want you to hear it. And won't tell you the truth. If I get two people together, you listen to one side, you listen to the other side, and, and there is no meeting point. And you wonder why. Where is the old-fashioned integrity and honesty? 
went out the window. Got to put on the new man. As I said, it's not just studying the Bible, it's living. You've got to live it. You've got to become. The Word of God's got to become your mind. That's the way you think. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. You think his way. Your mind's like Christ. You have the mind of Christ. And if you haven't got that, what kind of Christian are you? You're not. You're not living it. Say, well, I'm born again. Yeah, but you've got to get renewed. See, you've got to put your body on the altar. That's it. Is that plain? Hey, is that plain? Is that plain? Is that plain? Is it plain? Are you sure? Are you sure? See, I'm, I'm talking to all of you. Don't think it, I'm talking to Mrs. Jones up the far end. You hope she's really listening. You hypocrite. It's you. And someone always say, oh, you know, I wish so-and-so was here. They'd really need to hear this word. You're the so-and-so that's here. You need to hear it. Hmm? Right, I want to go on. I want to go on. Joshua. And in Joshua chapter 1, you find this. Look. See, we're not of the world. Joshua 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Hey, you want a formula for success? This is it. You get the word of God. You say, well, this is Joshua, an old covenant. I want to tell you something. Joshua lived through the covenants. He was a man of faith. You meditate day and night on the word of God. Good success. That's different from the success the world wants to give you. Out of covetousness and greed. Different with their filth. This is a wonderful way to succeed. God's not saying to Christians, become a pauper. God's saying, I want to give you good success. I want your way to be prosperous. But I want to tell you how to do it. You've got to go God's way. You've got to live in the image of Christ. You're going to have good success in your life. Don't ever think that God is penalizing Christians. He's not. You say, well, it's going to be persecution. Yeah, but that's how you're developing God. You need a bit of persecution. Squares you up, doesn't it? When people don't like you, well, that, that's all right. Develops you. You don't want to become one of those little cry babies, you know. Oh, they said something about me that I don't like. Grow up. 
Let them say what they like. I don't care. We're Christians. Glory to God. All right? Good success, he says. Want good success? Meditate on the word of God. Don't let it depart out of your mouth. Don't you start using in your mouth the world's ways. Use God's ways. That's the way to succeed. Let the world criticize us for succeeding. No one will criticize you for being a failure. There are a lot of people in the world, they think it's a virtue to fail. There's no virtue being poor. God wants you to have good success. Anything you turn your hand to. But he says, here's the formula for it. Look at it. Let's read it again. Huh. Look at this. I hope you're living this way. This book. Which book? The law. Shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then... Thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Glory to God. Amen? That's the way to have good success. I know men say, oh, there's other ways of doing it. You're scheming, you're conniving, you're... but God's way is better. Because God's way has reward. You've got eternal reward. Man's way, you've got... A broad way that leads to destruction. Narrow way that leads to life. I prefer the narrow way, don't you? But when God gives you good success, it remains. When man gives it to you, it's very transient. It's gone in a moment. Hmm? You say, well, this is Old Testament. Well, Jesus said, you're my friends if you keep my word and what is the word the lordship of Jesus the lordship of love and the lordship of the word of God governing your life you get those three lordships in your life hey you're going to live right the image of Christ Christ in you the hope of glory let's look at another couple of scriptures alright uh, Colossians chapter 1 Colossians 1 what you came for, you came for the Bible if you came for anything else you came for the wrong thing for this cause we also since the day we heard of it that's of you becoming Christians do not cease to pray for you and desire that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. Amen? 
glory to God. We're born from above. We live in a power that's glorious. It's called the power of God. I love it. You know, I, I, I just love it. Uh, this book's so good. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. We're sticking the, the... Paul got it right, you know. Some people don't like Paul. They say, well, can't understand it. Then. 2, 10. For we, who? We are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Whose workmanship are you? His. Why? For good works. Everyone in the world knows you belong to God, you're God's workmanship, you're in the image of Christ, you've come to do something in the earth. That is a Christian life. And if you're not like that, what's gone wrong? Something else. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 9 says this, But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the, by, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what knoweth the things of man save the Spirit of man in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things we also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But a natural man, he can't understand the things of the Spirit, for they're spiritually discerned. Ha! Bless! I know what God's given me. I wonder if you know what God's... Do you know what God's prepared for you? Good success and prosperity. People say, ah, yeah, you've got to be careful. He says, be careful for nothing. In everything give thanks. This is the acceptable will of God. Glory to God. God's on my side. The only reason people fail is they try and do, use the world's ways in God's kingdom. You're, you're at a loss. You've had it. Meditate on the word of God day and night. Let it get in your heart. Let it get in your mind. Live God's way. Go God's way. Be all that God intends you to be. Please the Father. Good success. Prosperity is yours. Well, there's a price. Don't lie one to another. Live right. Be right. And God will bless you. What a life. Isn't that better? Huh? Then you won't worry about anything that comes. God's on my side. 
And if God be for me, who can be against me? Hey, I, I, I'm on the winning side. I really believe it with all my heart. I never doubt it. I, don't, I, I never doubt what God's doing for me. I can't. My God is good. The devil's out there trying to steal it. Trying to rob me. But he can't. Tries to tell me it can't be, but it is. God says so. Devil's a liar. Let God be true. Every man a liar. Amen. People tell you, oh well, you know, if you become a Christian like that, nothing will work in your life. They told me that. One long before, I was earning more money than the rest of them. I remember the chairman of the company came to me. He said, Michael, he said, do you realize you earned this year nearly twice as much as I did? I said, yeah, you get paid, I earn it. <laughs> <laughs> he said what do you mean I said they pay you a salary I said I earn it I live on commission only I said I earned every penny and I deserved it God is on my side he's good he said if you meditate on his work what a way formula for success isn't it Lots of people, they sell big tomes telling you how to succeed, how to conquer, how to win. God says, just read my word and meditate on it, you're going to win. Live the right way, you'll be a winner. My, what a promise. You know, I, I, I think Christians should be humble. People always want to put you down and think you shouldn't have an opinion. I've got an opinion about everything. And the book's always right. See, God's never wrong, is he? Nor should you be. Providing you based it on meditating on his word day and night. Your opinion is God's opinion. So you can stand in the face of everyone. Say, well, I know what I believe. God says so. Challenge them. We should sit and think. Because we've got minds that are born of God. Meditate on his word. And our mind should be alive to him. The creator of heaven and earth. Good success. That's God's promise for you. Just means you've got to live right like Jesus lived. Do his will. Amen? Was that easy to understand? Huh? You understood it? Are you sure? Now what I want to ask you is, what are you doing in your life? What's your life doing? See, it's all right to say, well, I understand that, I know that. But how are you living? I live. Nevertheless, not I, but Christ liveth in me. Can you say that this morning? 
I'm like him. You say that? See, that's Christianity. All this others is religion. Jesus. I just want to be like him. That should be a desire. When I meet people, I, I want them to meet Jesus. He lives in me. I want to be in the image of Christ. He lives in me. That is Christianity. Is it you? Have you put off anger, wrath, maliciousness, blasphemy? Have you stopped lying to people? Are you walking in the light as Jesus is in the light? Are you a man of integrity, a woman of integrity? Do they meet the real person? How do you live? That's the question. Who are you? Because God looks on your heart. He tries the reins of your heart. He knows. Then come in here and you can appear something to everyone. But I tell you this, the only person you're conning is yourself, you fool. Bible says, you know, a man that goes away and lives, he forgets what manner of man he is. You want to look in the mirror of the Word of God. Realize what you are and change your lifestyle. You've got to be like him. You've got to live like him. That's being Christian. To be like Jesus. He's wonderful. Walked amongst the multitudes, gazed at them, looked at everything, saw it all. Looked at mankind so messed up in sin. So confused. So desperate. Looked at sick humanity. Diseases torturing them. And then he came to make a difference. Came for you, came for me. They said it can all be different. I find so many people who are born again for a moment. But they don't get their minds renewed. They don't get their hearts changed. They forget. What's gone wrong? What is wrong? You know this morning, you can make up your mind what you do. Maybe you want fancy words and some great experience. God's not interested. What is the will of God for your life? I'll tell you where you'll find it. You'll find it in the book. That's where you'll find it. It's in your behavior. How you are. The way you live.
God's not against you, he's for you. That's why he sent his son. I'm not angry with you. Just sad. When he sees the mess. Our God is a good God. He wants to do something good in your life. Can you look him in the face this morning and say, well, God, I just want to be what you want me to be. The way I live is just to please you. That's my only desire, my only longing. When people meet me, I want them to meet you. That's how I want to live. I have no agenda. In life, I just want to serve you. Whatever field I take, whatever job I do, I'm there to glorify you. I want everyone to know who you are what you're like. I want them to understand your love, your grace, your goodness. I can't be one thing on Sunday and another thing for the rest of the week. I need your mind. I need your word. I need you. You know there's a good shepherd. His name is Jesus. I wonder where you are this morning. You say, well I got born again long ago. Yeah, but how are you living? For whom do you live? You know it's time to put things straight and right. Time to live right. He's not against you. He's saying he'll live his life in you. For me to live is Christ. Can be that way for you. really care.